0: Glenelg Hopkins CMA Podcast, a podcast giving you an insight to what happens behind the acronym GHCMA. Hi, I'm Liz Meacham. In this series, we're going to take a look at what a catchment management authority does, have a look at some of the projects the organisation is delivering, we're going to meet some of the passionate people delivering those projects. And hopefully along the way, we're going to give you an insight to how we are protecting and enhancing the land, the waterways and the biodiversity of the Glenelg Hopkins regions of southwest Victoria. In today's podcast, we meet Steve and Alex, the dynamic duo getting stuff done along the waterways of the Glenelg Hopkins region. These two are responsible for putting things in the rivers, like fish hotels and ladders for lazy Australian fish, And environmental water flows that go the entire length of the waterways. And probably more importantly, how they talk to people about the river and what they do to engage with communities along it. Something they say is actually the best part of their job. Wow, it's windy. So for today's podcast we are down on a very windy pontoon in Warrnambool, windy Warrnambool and we are talking to Steve and Alex from the CMA. Morning gents.
1: Hey.
0: If you can introduce yourself and tell us what you do at the CMA.
1: So my name's Steve Ryan, I'm a water resources officer at the CMA and, yeah, do all sorts of things around water and fish and environmental water and what whatnot, lots of different things. Uh,
2: and my name's Alex Lewis. I'm a Water Resources Officer with the CMA as well. Um, and,
1: yeah, I do what Stephen does. So, Hang on, I'm not a water resources officer. I'm a waterway, what are you? I'm a waterway health planner. Geez, I don't even know my job.
0: So the two of you <laughs> the two of you work together at the CMA, and it is a bit windy down here, but we will persevere with it. You spend a fair bit of time outside in the environment, don't you?
1: Yeah, usually. Um, the last 12 months, not so much, but yeah, we usually do get out and do a bit uh, around waterways and start you know, we've started um, by increasing fish habitat around Warrnambool and we're going to continue on that um, vein in the next couple of years. So, yeah, it's it's been, been an interesting sort of place to work lately to, to do that sort of
0: stuff. We're on the Hopkins River. You deal with some stuff in the Hopkins River. Alex, what other rivers do you deal with?
2: Uh, so the Glenelg, uh, as per the name of the organisation, is our other big river. Um, so we've... We deliver environmental water down there, which is a sort of a big part of the work that Stephen and I do, um, as well as sort of a whole lot of complementary work, I suppose. So we we recently com- completed a big fishway on the Glenelg, which was exciting, and um, we've done fish habitat works and heaps of riparian revegetation stuff, and fencing, and all sorts of good things to keep the river healthy.
0: So the idea be- behind a lot of your work is to improve the overall environment of the river, not just the water that's flowing down it. What is a fishway?
2: Uh, so I guess a fishway is like a, a ramp or an extended sort of series of rocks that help fish swim up over a barrier. Um, so a lot of people have this vision of a sort of American Fish and American rivers with salmon jumping up waterfalls with bears at the top catching them, but um, <laughs> Australian fish are, dare I say, a bit more lazy than that, and, and won't jump or will be very reluctant to, to leave the water at all. Um, so we have to build these yeah long sort of slopes that allow them to yeah sort of climb up as a, as a fish ladder or a fish ramp or rock ramp fishway sort of suggests.
0: Now, it is seemingly getting even windier down here, but we will persevere for a little bit longer because it's not just fishways that go in the water. You're not just putting rocks in, are you, Steve? There's a thing called a fish hotel. What is a fish hotel that you are putting in the river and why on earth are you putting hotels for fish?
1: Yeah, fish hotels, it's a crazy concept, but yeah, that's what we do. We put in some habitat or what we like to call fish hotels into the river. Um, What that does, it supports the fish in the river so you know over time we've removed a lot of snags and natural uh, debris in the in the waterways for lots of different reasons and now we're going back in and putting stuff back into the water and one of those things is fish hotels but not just fish hotels we do rocks and we do things called lay down snags things that support um, fish not just for angling but also for the conservation side of it as well so we do lots of work in and around our rivers talking to anglers and suggesting where and how they would like their fish habitat um, and then we go in and do the work. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, a pretty cool concept and it's a pretty cool job to do. We've pretty much put this stuff in and, and fish turn up. It's re- it's really, really gratifying.
0: And so a fish hotel is a bit like a box built out of trees, really. It's, it's just a big box of trees that you put in the river that the fish come and live in.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> and um, we weigh them down with some rock. Um, so they don't float away. And, um, yeah, they, and they do an awesome job. We've seen some amazing results in the Merai, which is not too far from where we are at the moment. And, um, you know, as soon as we put these um, bits of habitat in, fish just turn up.
0: And with the environmental watering and these environmental works, you've had some pretty impressive results along the river, haven't you, with fish coming back and increasing in numbers and things like that, haven't you?
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We, you know, started um, really started to doing some... Um, Significant watering into the Glenelg ten years ago, and uh, we have seen species that were on the brink of extinction coming back now, and not only coming back and just doing okay, they're thriving. So it's quite impressive uh, the results um, we are getting from environmental water, and it's and a lot. You know, you hear it a lot. Just add water and things happen, and well, it's true. And it's and um, and environmental water in the Glenelg, with all the complementary works that Alex um, was mentioning about fish fish fishways and. And also habitat is is um, really starting to have an impact in the into the Glenelg. It's it's taken ten years, but we are starting to see some really, really cool results.
0: So with all of this work, Alex, it's not just on the river also. You do a fair bit of talking to the people who use the river and who live along the river, don't you?
2: Yeah, so engagement's a big part of what we do now. We've I guess we've learned our, our lessons from the past and around not not working with community and not communicating what we do. So now it's become a big focus of getting out, talking to landholders, talking to farmers, talking to, you know, coffee shop owners, whoever we're whoever we're chatting to, and and Steve's been leading the charge, chatting with anglers and things like that, which has, yeah, been a huge boon for the CMA in terms of um, helping us get involved with community, um, but it's it's. In a lot of ways that's the best part of the, the work we do and especially on the Glenelg with our environmental water and some of the results we've seen that Steve mentioned. It's so cool to hear sort of old farmers talk about sort of having not seen species in years sort of things or since they were kids and now we've done all this work and they're, they're showing up again. So I think that's sort of just a really neat sort of anecdotal stories that we get told and, yeah, makes the work worthwhile.
0: And the anglers are a big part of that too, that the recreational fishers have given you a fair bit of feedback about the works and that it's working because they're fishing more fish than ever.
1: Yeah, the majority of anglers are conservationists at heart really, so they're there to protect what they're catching just as much as we are trying to protect it. So it's quite an easy story to tell them, you know, we do this work and you're going to get more fish or more fishing opportunities. So. It's quite an easy story, but it's just telling that story and getting it right and getting the process right. Um, and I think the um, majority of um, anglers are on board of what we're trying to do. We, we get lots of positive um, feedback. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an easy job when it, it all works like that. So today
0: it's quite cloudy and windy, and I don't know that it would be a great day for fishing. Some of your work is not on the waterways, though, is it? It's actually educating school kids and community groups about what is in the river how much fun is it showing kids the bugs and stuff in the water
1: it's it's the best part of our job isn't it
2: that's yeah that is the best part of the job it's yeah hands down it's quite fun they love it like it's and it's so easy to do like just get a dip net poke around in some reeds near a waterway and you're guaranteed to pull some bugs out Um, and people just don't realise what's there when you take the time to look and it's a really easy message to sell to anyone that, yeah, there's life sort of all around us and especially in our waterways Um,
1: and, yeah, we've got to take the time to look after it. Yeah, the great thing about it, we don't have to sugarcoat it with kids either. They get it (laughs) and they're onto it and um, it's just their joy and their expressions on their face when we pull something out of the river and you get the oohs and the ahs, but it's really important um to you know to describe what's happening under the water out of sight out of mind, sort of thing
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so we're on a we're on a floating pontoon um in the middle of the hopkins river um going forward what are some of the big master plans for the rivers more tree planting more fish habitat restoration what's happening next
1: yeah, all of that. Um, so we are pretty much standing right on a place where we'll be starting to do some fish habitat works and complementary works around that, so tree planting and weed removal and things like that. So it's just really a stopgap method, the, the stuff we put in the river, um, until the trees that we plant along the river start growing and, and dropping limbs in, and then that'll start supporting itself again. So, yeah, it's just about, you know, having those little little chances to um, operate in um, the estuary and and put things into the estuary and and then hopefully over years to come, you know, it'll start supporting itself.
0: And you've seen that sometimes it takes a bit of time, like 10 years of the environmental watering and you've seen some results. So these are short-term projects for long-term positive impacts.
2: Yeah, it's... Yeah, nothing happens quickly in the environment. So, yeah, a lot of the stuff we do is sort of planning, looking at that sort of 10-year horizon. So... It's, I know it's something everyone's got to consider when you do any environmental work. It takes a long time for a tree to grow. I'm sure most people are familiar with that. Um, I suppose the only short-term solutions we really see are these fish hotels. They tend to, you'll have fish show up the next week after you've stuck them in, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's all part of that long-term picture. So the fish hotels will, will last as, as long as they last. But the plans for that revegetation to to take over and yeah, take care of things from there.
0: Perfect. So if people would like to know what you're doing, they just keep following along the Glenelg Copkins social media and website um, and they can continue seeing what's going on in the rivers.
1: And if you want to get involved, you know, in especially the habitat work, um, yeah, get in contact with us, contact the CMA and yeah, you can talk to us and, and get involved. We're, we'll be um, running lots of fun activities as we um, as the work goes on.
0: Because there are community days, aren't there? Like you can come and build a fish hotel, and you can come and plant trees with the CMA, can't you?
1: Yeah, and you can come and look at us fishing and see what see what sort of fish we pull out around these hotels that we're going to be putting in. So yeah, it's all, it's going to be lots of fun. It's one of the few occasions you might actually see Stephen holding a fish. So oh.
0: yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Alex. <laughs> and the banter certainly continues outside the office. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, for being part of the podcast today. We will now go and get out of the wind, but um, it has been interesting to hear what you actually do at the CMA and how it's making a difference to the waterways. Yep. Thank
2: Thanks you
0: very Liz. much. Fishermen never really let an opportunity to have a go about each other's fishing prowess go, do they? If you would like to learn more about the waterways of the Glenelg Hopkins region and the projects being delivered, or you'd like to get involved with one of our community days, building fish habitat or revegetating the riverbanks, the best way is to keep an eye out on our social media accounts. That's Glenelg Hopkins CMA on Facebook and GHCMA on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can check our website, ghcma.vic.gov.au. My thanks to Steve and Alex for their time on the very windy pontoon today. We're pretty thankful that the microphone had a sock on it. The large number of projects that are delivered on the Glenelg Hopkins CMA waterways are delivered through a range of programs funded by the Australian and the Victorian Government.